Welcome to Modern Anavah, a Christian podcast aiming to encourage fellowship and the learning of God's Word. Today's episode, Save On from Integrity and Identity in Christ, and myself will be discussing relationships. I'm glad you're here and listening, and let's get to the episode. man what's up glad you're here what's up bro appreciate you for having me um i'm kev and this is savon what's going on there buddy and uh today we're gonna be talking about relationships um i kind of wanted to start off the very beginning of the episode just kind of get it out the way is that uh i think one of the most important relationships and you know maybe Savon agrees is is one with God. Um you should prioritize that one. Definitely. Um put that one up top. Um we know that uh if you know if you don't form that relationship it's a possibility like we're told in Matthew seven twenty three. Um it's a possibility he could say, I never knew you depart from me. It's more than just what you do in the worldly experience and, and stuff like that. Like you have to, you have to know him. You have to love. There's numerous verses about loving God. Um, there has to be something there. It just can't be, um, you can do all the good works in the world. There's, there's atheists out there that do good stuff. Um, but when they get judged before the throne of God, uh, then, you know, they're going to get told, I never knew you depart from me. Right. So uh, I think that one's the most important. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That, I mean, we try to love and have relationships and, and build, you know, with people. Um, but we don't truly know how to have relationships and, and truly love until we have that, that foundational relationship through Christ. Yeah. I mean, it's and a, a lot. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. A lot of that foundation is, uh, understanding his love for us. Um, and that's throughout the whole book, but specifically through the, the story of Jesus, Yeshua, whatever, uh, you call him, yeah. um, that sacrifice that what, what was given up for us, um, I don't think we can ever fully understand right. that because it's that incredible. But the the beginning of understanding that, I think, is where that foundation of that relationship has to come from. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. And that's the purest form of love because if we look at what love is, it's, it's sacrifice. It's putting everything, not everything, but it's putting that person first. If we're talking about relationships, it's putting that person before you, you know, Christ did that for us while we were still in sin. So yeah, yeah. He, he is, he is the pinnacle of love. He is the pinnacle of relationships. And yeah, we can visit plenty of scriptures on the Bible talking about how to love. So that show you right there. We don't know until we get right with the Lord, till we get in his word and see what his spirit says about it. Um. So, so yeah, bro, 
foundation foundation that's that's key and you notice too like um i'm gonna speak from experience when i'm putting god first every attribute that i struggle with the lord helps me correct it so i can move in love so i can uh represent his holy spirit and embody the the fruits of christ because and that, that that's how you know like it's the truth because if you you can change and grow through it you know you can exemplify his his fruits to other people and um bring bring healing to relationships bring you know uh can, can reconcile relationships so yeah that's that gotta be the foundation otherwise we're gonna move in you know our own knowledge and um you know deal with the consequences of that yeah um the when you said god is love that reminded me uh, and this was something i saw on social media the other day and the way he put it was was amazing in my opinion uh so in first corinthians 13 4 through 5 right we're told what love okay. is it says love is patient love is kind it does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. And it keeps no record of wrongs. Mm -hmm. um, and he was saying, and, and I think there's more after that too. I'm trying to get to the full chapter, but it's not bringing me to it. Um, but that guy was saying, I think it was earlier in Corinthians or at some point within the scripture, it said, God is love. So it says, when you get to first Corinthians 13, four through five, replace love with God in every sentence or, you know, every scripture. Okay. And it tells you what God is as well. And I thought, I, I just thought that was cool when he said that, you know, like, switch the words replace around. Replace love where it says God. No, replace. Yeah. Replace love with God. So put God where it oh, says oh. love. And it tells you what God is. So instead of what I said first is that God is patient. God is kind. God does not envy. God does not boast. God is not proud. Um, which that could be Jesus too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so it just tells you like the purity of God. Right. You know what I mean? That's deep. That's deep. I, I, like yeah. that. I never heard of that before. But I thought that was pretty cool when I heard it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, yeah God is love, bro. And, um, yeah. That's that's one thing. It's like once we come to that understanding, we finally realize, oh, dang, I was doing everything backwards. I don't know nothing. You know what I mean? I don't even know how to love my family right or my friends. Like, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Because he gives you so many guides to love. You know right. what I mean? So. Um, you have to love him to accept his teachings. And once you can accept his teachings, you're like, oh, this is what, this is what, what I was supposed to be yeah. doing. Yeah. And think about what you just said. I'm over here meditating on what you was just saying. God does not envy or boast. Or, these are all problems that we have when we don't have God. <laughs> you feel me? Like even the most yeah. humble person has, can, can easily embody the spirits of pride and envy and strife and, you know, all of the issues we deal with on a regular basis, like even if you don't want to um, move in a certain way to be influenced by these other spirits, it's, it's so simple or so easy to do 
without the spirit of God, which you, you know, walking with God every day. Um, but I, I was just thinking like, man, I missed my point, but basically, you know, um, that's just, that's just an inter- interesting uh, statement right there. Like God is love, um, to the, to the fullest degree and without him, we have no love. It's all, it's all a facade, you know, we, every, that's what I was going with it. The problems we have are based on us not having love for one another because we don't, you, you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. any, any, most problems is either money or love, <laughs> you know, right. lack of communication be because, you know, I guess that's another topic, but I don't want to get off track, but, <laughs> but yeah, man, that's something I was just over here thinking about. But, uh, that whole verse is actually pretty interesting. I just I just looked it up. Um, it's in First John four. It says, "God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God," which is literally just what yeah. you were saying. So, um, and I think I think we've touched on it before in other episodes, but uh, unfortunately, that's one of just the the bad raps. That Christianity gets, and you know, partially it's due to the actions of uh, people that are Christians underacted the umbrella of Christianity, yeah. right? But um, especially the New Testament. Now, the Old Testament, uh, God still loves, but there, you know, there were some pretty rough things happening in the Old Testament. But right. The uh, the New Testament, Jesus's message, it was all about love. Jesus didn't ever command hate. Um, and we're commanded to be servants of the world. So mm-hmm. that's, it's just one of the, you know, people say that Christians are hateful and, and they're judgmental and they're prejudiced and this and that. But if you're following the true message of Christ, you're loving and kind and giving and you serve, um, you teach stuff like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, a lot of times, um, love gets misconstrued for hate because it's it's truth. You know, it's offenses in the way there. If somebody don't like what you're saying, they get offended. Yeah. They're, you know, they're going to feel like you don't like them for telling them the truth. So, right. yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a lot at play, you know, and that, but again, as long as the Holy Spirit is working on us as individuals, um, and we can have that understanding for people, you know, we can continue to move in love and just, you know, communicate through that. But, but yeah, man, it, it's sad how you see the world receiving God. But again, when I was a sinner, somebody was telling me the truth out of love, you know, cause you got it. You can't have love without honesty. Give me the truth without love. I didn't want to hear, you know, I thought they was hating on me too. So yeah, man, it's, it, it, it's mm-hmm. definitely a message. Um, eye opening message that Jesus brought. Um, the kingdom of God was brought to save the world in love, you know, but that's the most powerful thing you can do for somebody is telling the truth. So they going yeah. I was just thinking to myself today, like, um, you know, it's better to be polarizing than to tell people what they want to hear. That ain't love. Like I, I'd rather somebody either I walk in a room, either people going to love me or hate me. I don't want no in between. I don't want nobody feeling Oh, he cool sometimes. Like, no, nah, either love me or hate me because I'm, I'm a, you know, that's how you know I'm moving in truth, you know. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, but that's foundational, bro, for everything. It's like God or nothing at, at this point in time. Like we in the days of Noah for real. So mm-hmm. you know, And in relationships that can be particularly dangerous, especially if uh because some people even have those relationships with with clergy or people that they consider to be teachers of scripture or stuff like that where where they'll lie to you about the things that you're doing to make you feel better you know if you're sinning you're sinning we all sin it's something to like you know accept that that we all we all sin but if you're going to someone and you're trusting them to guide you and that person um for whatever motive they may have whether it's a friend or it's a you know clergyman or your pastor or whatever and they tell you they excuse what you're doing and they twist things to make it seem like you're not sinning and that, you know as far as relationships which is what we're talking about, i mean that can be that can be pretty dangerous yeah yeah that person that that person doesn't have your best interest at heart in my opinion if that's the mm-hmm. case you know I, I i'm a firm believer and tell me the truth and if i if somebody is around me they can't tell me the truth then i, I really don't want them around me you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but yeah, you see that every day where people, you know, um, yeah, would they would lie to you and um just not be all the way up front about it for whatever reason. But yeah, that's dangerous, bro. I agree. And um you said like not wanting people around you, and that, that kinda reminds me of something that I kinda wanted to touch on today. Okay. Uh which, you know, it's a, this podcast, this episode is about relationships. And this is something that like, I, I juggle around in my mind a lot, mm-hmm. right? Is, you know, we got people sometimes around us that may just not be godly or, um, they do things that you're no longer interested in doing. Uh, or sometimes it's just someone asking for help. And I think it's all about balance though. But like that new mindset, it seems newer, um, especially with men. It seems is like that. Oh, I'm a lone wolf. I'll do it on my own. I, I got this by myself. But um, the Bible preaches something different. The Bible preaches uh, fellowship and, and strength in one another. But at the same time, it tells you to flee from sin. So, how would you go about that? Like, you know, whatever kind of relationship it is, even if it's a stranger. If if you feel like someone's drawing you closer to sin, are you you cutting them off, or are you gonna try to help that person by by keeping yourself safe and guarded by guarding your heart? Or like, what what are you gonna do in that? That's a good question, bro. And um, hold on, I'm gonna hit you with a scripture. Um, I'm gonna hit you with a scripture, brother. So it says, um. Okay, let's let's go to Psalms. What's this? Psalms one and one. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. But he delights in the law of the Lord and on his law. He meditates day and night. So and I'm a paraphrase, but the Bible do tell us to protect our hearts. Um, so I guess to answer your question, like how I go about it, how I exemplify um, walking in the spirit while still balancing being in, being in this world. 
Um, I just I'm I'm in the world, but I'm not of it. So let's say, cause you gotta think, bro. We gotta go to work. I got clients that I work with. Um, so I'm around a lot of people who don't necessarily believe in the same God that I believe. Um, and they all have a place in my life, but I'm not around them outside of the the conf. Uh, let me. See. I'm trying to frame it you know, correctly, but I'm not around them enough to be influenced by them. Like I control my circle. I control, um, in a sense, like I, I decide who I want to be around based on, are we in agreement in the spirit? You feel me? So I'm spending time most with the people that believe in the same thing that I believe, you know? So I'm not a lone wolf. Um, and I, I'm not saying that's, that's what you were saying, but I'm just, I just want to touch that. Like, I believe the Bible tells us to be in the world, but not of the world. So we have to be around people. And how else are we going to get the truth to people if we're not around nobody? Like, I don't think we should be cooped up in the crib, meditating all day. That's not realistic. But while we out and about, moving the spirit. And, you, you know, like I said about being polarizing, like, I might walk into a room, have a conversation out loud and be offending people just based on the truth that I come with, you know, just based on my honesty. But then it might be somebody in that same room that understand what i'm saying and feel me you know what i mean um i can't control that part like i can't control you know who i offend and who i don't in that manner i'm gonna just be honest and and be real and you know try to try to move in peace but but yeah bro i you know every day is i try to spend most time you know building with people and fellowshipping um, with my brothers and sisters in christ but Outside of that, it's either business, associate. I might say what's up to people and, you know, deal with them lightly if they're not walking with the Lord because I'm, you know, I'm a human too. But just not, I just don't spend time sitting up under people trying to save them, like preaching to them. Like you, you going to find yourself getting sucked into their life and their drama and their temptations too. If you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like what I was thinking. Like when I do think about it, it's like if you think, you can be around them um without it's it's hard man because like i mean i guess it's not nah, I... like if you if you with someone and you think that when you with them that they're gonna that you can't be with them without sending yourself yeah. i would say create distance right like uh to guard your own heart um but yeah, look, can like, two walk together unless they be in agreement? You feel me? Like, I'm not gonna sit up under people and just be chilling if we're not on the same page. If we're not fellowshipping or building, or I mean, if it's business, that's one thing. But like a homie or some somebody that I'm cool with, if we not, because I like you gonna find that conversation going somewhere you don't want it to go, then it's gonna get awkward anyway, <laughs> or or it's just gonna be like you gonna have to tell them all, you know, let's not talk about that or you just might not have nothing to say about it anyway. Like I've experienced that plenty of times and yeah, you just got to distance yourself. Like I, at least that's what I do. I just just myself and love from a distance when I see him, Hey, it's love, but I'm not about to be sitting up under you. If we're not like-minded, you know, right. and it's, it's still, yeah, it's still I guess, love. uh, coming to spirituality, like this was something that got kind of, uh, tough for me because before, you know, I always knew the idea of God, but like, 
you know, I stated in a couple episodes, like before I actually came into his word and started learning yeah. it, um, and actually started to try to get to know him for what, for what he really is. You know, I was that guy. I was that, you know, I, I do it on my own. I'm lone, you know, lone wolf. I don't need nobody. Yeah. And, you know, the second you rub me the wrong way and it was bad because I did it to the family and I had to, when I moved back to where I'm at now, I had to patch some of those relationships up because I was doing it to family, man. Like they rubbed me the wrong way. Bam, cut off. Yeah. You know, it didn't take nothing. I was cutting people off. Left cut off right. game strong. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, but I had to patch some of that up and um, I have a lot of family that, um, as far as spirituality is, uh, definitely unevenly yoked yeah. from me. Uh, but I'm now able to draw that line with friends and family that as long as you respect my spirituality and my religion, and you don't try to impede on what I'm doing. Like if I tell you that, Hey, I can't do this no more. Um, because you know, I've, I've gotten right with God. And, and if you respect that, that's, that's cool. Then we can still be, have a have a relationship with one another whether that's friendship or family yeah. but if i tell you you know i can't do this anymore and you know you poke fun or you try to you know tell me i'm stupid or, or you try to get me to do it either way and you can't respect that boundary um i don't know where i'm at spiritually on totally cutting people off still these days but i'm definitely going to have to create that distance to guard my own heart because I, I can now I can't trust you to not try to get me to to sin and sin is death. And, right. You know, I'm trying to accept the gift of eternal life, which I'm still going to sin. But I don't want to sin willfully by doing the things that I was doing, right. you know. Right. Yeah. No, that's I think that's I think that's key for a believer, like. To know how to let go of certain relationships if they're not helping you. You know, you, I'm. Yeah. Obviously, we're not using people over here like if they ain't bring nothing to the table, leave them. But I'm saying, if you around certain people, people you know your whole life, or you know, it's, I, I'm gonna speak specifically about like friends, old friends and family, because those are the typically those are the people that kind of want to look at you the same way, like you don't grow or you know you're not supposed to change at all. So. Yeah, a lot of times, man, that, that does happen. You know, people will try to make you feel bad about changing and growing um, or people just mm -hmm. won't respect your relationship with God enough. And yeah, man, I don't have to do that. And I don't feel bad. You know, I'm not about to feel bad about putting God first, you know, because <clears throat> I know if he called me, that means he called me with a mission. So everything I do is on purpose. Everything I'm, I'm doing is with intent. So if you can't respect that, because I'm not, I have respect for your, for your lifestyle because I used to be there. So I respect you. If I can't have the same respect and get that same respect in return, then I got to leave, you know? And it's still yeah. love. Like, I don't feel no kind of way about nothing. But God come first. Yeah. yeah. And, and he offers a lot of verses about it. But in the Bible's a playbook. That's what he's right. giving us. It's advice in a playbook. It's, you just have to be smart enough and accept guidance enough to know when to apply certain things. Cause like first Corinthians, uh, 1533 talks about what we was talking about. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good yeah. character. Um, it doesn't matter how good of a person you are. If you are hanging out, you know, and there's, 
This is another new thing that I feel like is popping up that we're seeing a lot now is social media. I'm too strong-minded. You know, I can be around. I don't know, man. If you're around bad company all the time, I don't know how you can't let that corrupt you. I mean, you got to be really uh, secure in faith or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, That's typically, you know, the saying, how that saying go, uh, you are the sum of your total friends or something like that. You the you the total sum of all your friends. So if you hang yeah, around like you got something yeah. going on in your life that's causing you not to be able to see clearly and and elevate to some degree because yeah, we have to continue to move forward and grow outside of those um I, I don't know. I just I've never I don't I ain't say never, but yeah, I've learned now. Sitting around people and saying I'm gonna get in that scene with them if I don't go. <laughs> you feel me? It's just it, yeah. it, even if it's just conversation. So yeah. yeah, that's 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 what I noticed the most. And I don't think it's all things, and I think there are some people that are, are stronger minded and more secure in their faith than others. Uh for sure. Yeah. But so like I'm not saying if I'm around people that's doing heroin or something that I'm gonna hop on that train, you know what I mean? <laughs> I hope not. I, I'm saying that I notice like when I talk to people, if I'm in a group of people, like I've been trying to keep a pure mouth. So I've been trying not to swear yeah. and stuff like that because the Bible advocates against that. Uh, and I'll notice that when I'm in a group of people and multiple people start swearing that the swear words just start rolling off the tongue again. Like, like there was no barrier there anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, and then after that conversation, I'll be thinking like I was only swearing and stop thinking about not swearing. Cause the people, exactly. so I don't know. Like exactly, bro. The Bible can't lie. Like you said, man. What would you say? What was that scripture? Something corrupts good manners. Oh, that was. uh, Hold on. It was. I think it was first. Yeah. First Corinthians 1533. Yeah. So that's. uh, But that's how you that right there. You know, it's like. At some point. You know. We do have to mature and know, like, okay, I can't be in this this conversation. I can't be in this crowd. It's yeah, because it happens, you know. Yeah, I've been there. And Plenty. There's a real powerful song, man. And we were talking about that lone wolf mentality and stuff like that. There's a real powerful song that I'm looking at. Psalm sixty-eight six. God sets the lonely in families. And he leads the prisoners with singing. But the rebellious live in the sun-scorched land. And that's something about them lone wolves, man. Those people that preach, I'm a lone wolf. I do it on my own. I don't need nobody. Is that they be going through the most. <laughs> like, everything is hard for them. <laughs> they might be able to do it, but everything they do is hard. I'm like, man. Right. But then you hear stories of people that didn't have nobody and got invited over for a dinner or something. And now the people, those people they invited, they're like family to yeah. them. You hear those stories all the time. You can go out into the world, just talk to people for a little bit. Within a month, I guarantee you're going to hear a story about someone that, you know, became family with a, with a group of people that they went to church with or became family with a, with a group of people that uh, they work with or, or especially with children. Like, yeah. You know, if they didn't have it good at home, 
you know, and they go over to a friend from school's house, there's stories of them adopting them kids, or that's a safe place for them kids to always go, and they accept that kid like it's one of their own, so God sets the lonely and families. Right, right. Um, yeah, we need Leads the prisoners out with singing. How many prisoners go to jail and find faith? There's a mm -hmm. lot. Very true, bro. Yeah, because we, we do need people. We need each other. Yeah. You know, um, I, I believe it's a, it's a time. It may be a season where you need to isolate. And I don't even mean like, because who really being isolated unless you're in prison? Like, or unless you um homeless or something like, something dramatic. You know what I'm saying? For the most yeah. part, you around people to some degree. And even as an introverted, quote unquote, introverted person myself, I like my time alone, but I still love the company of other people. We need each other to grow. We need each other uh, for everything in life, pretty much. And I don't think one person ever did got to a point in their life where they successful and, you know, elevated and grown by themselves. You hear people say it, but I don't believe that. I don't believe that. We all need help. Um, because yeah, the world is about relationships. Life is about relationships at the end of the day. So, yeah. And that, I mean, that's in there a lot. Like, I mean, I'm looking at a lot just right now and that's, it's probably not even all, like Ecclesiastes 4 and 9, two are better than one because they have good return labor. Proverbs 27, 17, which was in the intro on in the beginning episodes, iron sharpens iron. One person sharpens another, mm -hmm. um, you got a, uh, well, where is that? There's one about even threes. Uh, oh, yeah. Ecclesiastes 4.12. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And a court of three strands is not quickly broken. Uh, so there's a lot. Like, if you just go to Google and type in Bible verses about friendship, um, it's, I mean, you're going to see quite a bit in... Um, it's important to have people, yeah, because uh, fellowship and, and evangelizing and stuff like that. It's it's important to keep that around you. Uh, as long as especially good company, you know, um, having a network of people that you can talk to and you know have there for accountability. Even though you're like, I don't need nobody for accountability. Well, you might, right. you know, right? That person might say um, something, that change your whole perspective. Uh, plenty, yeah, plenty yeah. of times, bro. I was going through something, praying my way through it, praying my way through it. But it wasn't until somebody said something that lifted my spirit up, or you know, um, just yeah, just having people there to you know tell you it's gonna be all right. You're gonna push through it. I did. I, I was in the same position. Like encouragement is big too with with people. It's hard to encourage yourself every single time. You know. Every time you're going, you know how hard that is to constantly have to keep lifting yourself up without nobody there. Like, I could imagine that's yeah. tough. So, yeah, bro, we we definitely need each other, bro. Relationships is key for growth. Yeah, righteous man will fall. What is it? Uh, righteous man will fall seven times, but he will rise again. Yeah. Um, but righteous people will fellowship and have people around them. So, um. You got to be honest with yourself. How many times do you think you can fall and pick yourself back up on your, I mean, even physically, like 
tested, I mean, not tested out, but like think about even physically, this isn't just mentally, which I personally think without spirituality, humans are stronger physically than they are mentally. I think without any kind of belief system at all, the brain is weak in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. But how many times can you fall down your set of steps and physically be able to pick yourself back up? You might get all the way up to 10 if you a fit person uh, who's young. But eventually, falling down the steps is is going to start impacting your body. And there's going to come a time where you're not going to be able to pick yourself up. Now, if you had someone in the house with you and you fell down the steps and they walked over, grabbed your arm, lifted you, you can get back yeah. up. So. Yeah. If you think about it, you look at people who are suffering, it's probably because they don't have nobody to help them get out of that suffering. Whatever it is, you know, yeah. depression or um, failed marriage, whatever. You know what I mean? Plenty of scenarios, but a lot of times, yeah, you hear people fall on hard times and they be like, I ain't had nothing to fall back on. That means they didn't have a friend there to help them get back up or, you know, a loved one to su- support them. That's what we do as um, mm. friends and family. We, we support one another. And going back to the word of God, it may not be what you want to hear all the time, but it's still love. If somebody's willing to talk mm. with you and, you know, help counsel you through something or, or whatever, you know, help hold you accountable. Um, so, yeah, bro. Like, even with me personally, I probably wouldn't stay in the gym as much as I do if it wasn't for me having to be strong for my daughter uh my my girlfriend um my my clients you feel me that's relationship i'm be thinking about Mm. i mean it's you know i I do it because i love it but at the same time it's i'm thinking about them when i'm working out let me get up i got people relying on me to do this so so yeah bro i think that feeling of estrangement like not having anybody to go to you know what I mean? I think that's like what you were just talking about. It's super common in, in men. And I think that's something that forming a good fellowship and relationship with God, like God, uh, I give him grace for everything. And that's, uh, that's what, I, you know, from what I've read, that's what you're supposed to do. Some people might look at it differently, but from the text I've read, you're supposed to give him grace for everything. So, um, but in men, it's, I feel like it's even harder because, who wants to hear it? Like you're uh, you're a man, you got to suck it up. Um, but I think that's God has provided me like me and Savon. We don't, we don't kick it all the time. I know him personally in real life. Um, but I know that Savon's a brother in Christ. Uh, I have other people around me that are brothers in Christ that if I was in a point where I didn't think anyone else would understand what what's going on in my head i know that i have brothers in christ now to reach out Definitely. to be like hey man this is what's happening Definitely. and like Savon said it might not be what i want to hear but it's going to be the truth um and i trust brothers in christ to deliver truth so that's yeah. if you're a man and you feel like you ain't got no one to go to get with god see who he provides you with you got to be willing to accept him don't estrange yourself don't be uh rebellious like you talked about You'll live in a sun scorched land, but um, he might provide you whatever. When I started getting into work, there was people that I've known for forever that I didn't even know was was spiritual and religious. That all of a sudden I found out 
was like really mm-hmm. into it. And I was like, wow, man. Like now I got, so now I know all these people that I can go to and talk about things and we might not all see things the same way, but we can talk and grow iron. Yeah. iron. So I think that's, it's important for people to form that circle, you know, especially men, yeah. especially in these times too. Yeah. We need, we need each other more than ever. I mean, we've always needed each other, but yeah, you can just see like the shift, um, in the atmosphere right now, bro. It's so dark. Like if you don't, if you don't have people, um, to call on or, you know, even a relationship with God right now, um, I'm praying for you because it's, it's getting darker and darker, but, but yeah, bro. Um, having that, that brotherhood. And that's one thing right now I've been focusing on too. Cause a lot of times, like you said, a lot of times as men, we do like to do our, everything on our own and try and muscle through it. But that's, we have brothers for that to help us kind of lift that load and carry it with us. Um, so it's, yeah, that's something I think we take advantage of. Life would be a lot less strenuous. Yeah. Um, personal example of that just, just this week, like I was doing, I was dealing with it today. Um, I had a little yard project that I needed a certain tool for. And I've been needing this done for about three weeks. And so for the first two weeks, I was like, ah. you know, I just, I just save up the, and I knew someone, this is what's funny. I knew someone with the tool that I needed, but I'm thinking in my head for the first two weeks that I needed to get this done. I'll just save up the money. I'll go buy the tool <laughs> myself. You know, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna ask nobody for anything. <laughs> and then I started thinking, I'm like, why would I waste my money when I know someone with the tool? So a lot of it's just being willing to ask for help yeah. as a man, or maybe not even as a man, maybe as a person, how many times have, have we been doing something and like, Hey, you need help with that? Nah, we're good. I yeah. got it. You know, yeah. it was right yeah. there. You know, we're, we're so afraid to just say yes. Right. It's almost like we don't know how to receive love because we grew up, you know, maybe growing up like that. Or you just rather do it on your own. You know how like people you may ask for something, um, and then you just get to a point in your life where you you know ask for something at times in your life as you're growing, and then you get to a point like, man, I ain't asking nobody for nothing else. I'm about, you feel me? Like I'm about to just, I'm about to just yeah. get it on my own, however I got to. I think that's a little bit of pride, you know. It, it just it, that grew over time because I've listen. We've all been there, bro. It's times in my life where. I'll be thinking about asking people and I'll be like, nah, I'm about to get it. I'm about to figure out a way. And I think that, like you said, as a man, to some degree, that's, that's just men. You know, mm-hmm. it may be pride. And if it is, I ask the Lord to show me that. But at the same time too, we, we do naturally feel like we can do certain stuff on our own. Like, nah, I'm a, I'm a trust God and I'm gonna figure it out. It's a good thing. But at the same time, when it's something simple as you needing a tool, yeah, that that's, phone call away <laughs> could have got the thing done so i feel you you know yeah um yeah like romans 111 through 12 and this is kind of what we've been talking about for a minute now i long to see you so that i may impart you some spiritual gift to make you strong that is that you and i may mutually encouraged by each other's mm-hmm. faith so, I mean, that's that's the fellowship right there. Right. Um, 
But onto a relationship that Savon, uh, right now, you got a little bit more experience, uh, you know, than me in the matter. As far as right now, you know, I, I ain't got nothing okay. going on. And there ain't nothing wrong um, with that. But uh, as far as like marriage, like you know, you got a you got a baby yeah. now. Um, what what's some what's some biblical advice you got for for marriage and you know being a father? Biblical advice. Well, let me just start by saying I'm not the example because I had my baby out of way a lot, repenting for it. But that's the truth. You feel me? That's it is what it is. So, uh, marriage is. On the on the horizon, we are looking to get married. Um, but first and foremost, yeah. Any advice um, as far as if I could do it over, I would say to all the young people out there or older people looking to get married, yeah, wait, get to know the person, court the person, and just for some context, me and my lady that I'm with now, we met when we were 17, in the world, living crazy. So it, I was learning the whole time. But, um, yeah, so I, I, a lot of wisdom, though, you know, a lot of headaches and wisdom came from that. But I would say, yeah, um, get to know, be friends with the person first. Um, I was looking at my girlfriend through lustful eyes. So friends wasn't even really on the table. You think you're friends when you're getting to know somebody. But if lust is at the forefront, then y'all not friends. So start there you know get to know the person um what do they believe are y'all are y'all on the same wavelength as far as followers of christ and living holy you know actually living the way he wants you to live first and then start to look into okay i like this person um i want to take this relationship a little more serious and put marriage on the table put marriage in a couple years or you know um at the at the end game of the relationship so to speak so yeah start there um, and then then kids you know but i would have that discussion too how many kids <laughs> if y'all talk about marriage how many kids y'all want stuff like that um it's a lot of the, the way the world present relationships even in christianity bro like fornication and all of that be accepted in, in a lot of churches and it's not really talked about because they don't want to offend and, and you know, have people leaving a church. But if you go to a, a real church that's not scared to tell you the truth, they'll tell you fornication is a sin. It'll send you straight to hell, you know. Um, so focusing on Christ as a single and him really not a relationship, not a marriage, but Christ, he'll lead you to the right person. And they should be on the same thing. They should actually love God more than they love you, even even going into marriage. You know, that's something like I had to really consider, like, I'm a, I got to put God first if I even want to keep this relationship. Because I have to learn how to love and I have to learn how to, um, you know, move, move in the spirit, move in his in his direction, not mine. Every, every So, yeah. What I was doing, I was doing what I wanted to do, and I was destroying myself and this person that I was dealing with. So, um, but yeah, as far as I'm not married yet, plan on getting married, so I can't really speak on being married, but I can speak on a long term relationship. Yeah, doing it God's way is the best way. Period. So, if you don't mind me, like, are y'all 
evenly yoked or y'all both spiritually yeah so we so we got the same faith um i will say i pray i'm I'm in my word just regular like a lot more you know what i mean and that's not a knock on her Mm -hmm. um did y'all from my experience and my understanding both people don't necessarily have to be um on the same spiritual level per se you feel me like it's it's a that's a complicated discussion but i yeah i probably would say i'm the spiritual head of my home spiritual leader of my family which is i mean biblically that's right uh as men we're supposed to be um but yeah like i said i'm not married i don't think i'm close to marriage yeah. really at this point but um you know through studying the bible and stuff i, I do see stuff on it and um in first first corinthians 7 uh it says for it is better to marry than to burn with passion mm-hmm. so um this might be hard for some christians to talk about but w- when it comes to like lust and stuff like that, but um, God created us to lust, mm-hmm. right? For your partner, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's verses in the Bible about fulfilling each other's needs, um, and that a man and woman in marriage are supposed to lust after. He said, "Be fruitful and multiply." Like I talk, uh, I've talked to someone about this before. It didn't say to be fruitful to multiply as to suggest <laughs> that the only reason to be fruitful is for multiplication. It said be fruitful and multiply. Um, he created Eve for Adam. So like the, the lust and the, um, I don't know, the, the pleasures that that brings, yeah. right. Is, is supposed to exist within a marriage. Uh, but what like first Corinthians seven was saying is that, um, it's better to marry than to burn because of that passion because God acknowledges that that passion is supposed to be there because he's the one that created it. Um, but it's better to to marry. And I don't exactly know the Bible doesn't really, to me from what I've read so far, doesn't paint a good picture. Um, as to what, like, I'm, I'm not what marriage looks like because that's not true. It tells you exactly what marriage should look like and what it should be. But like what a what makes you married? You know what yeah. I mean? It, from what I've read, it doesn't really say well you have to have this kind of ceremony and this stuff has to happen. But it speaks a lot about um, like just marriage is your one flesh, your one with God, uh, stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, what does he? That's something that you might maybe know a little more about. Maybe you've read more about it than well, I have. Like what const- I don't know what, what constitutes marriage. Yeah, to God. Like in his eyes, what what is what makes a wife to him? Like what makes two people married to God? Um I'm a I'm gonna keep it very vague because I'm not I don't wanna confuse people. Um and I, I haven't studied this topic enough. So I'm going to say, let's go to this scripture real quick. Um, 
And I'm going to give you my example what I believe and my understanding at the moment. So we're going to keep it simple. Um, what's this? Romans 13 and 13. Obey the government for God is one who put put it there. There is no government anywhere that God is not placed in power. Okay. So we're supposed to obey the laws of the land. They're saying obey the government. The government tell you you're not married unless you get a marriage license. There are people who believe who don't believe in marriage license right so i think that's based on your conviction um in the sense like some people go get married and they just get rings and they you know they marry but as far as like christians and what we, we got to go off the bible that's what we represent so <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. go off the bible the bible say obey the laws of the land obey the government all right government say i gotta go down here and get a license and a, and a minister to to marry us, then that's what I'm going to do to consider myself married. Because at, at one point, I was like trying to figure it out on my own and like, oh, okay. So if sex constitutes marriage because Adam and Eve didn't have no ministers there to marry them, uh, guess me and my woman married. Like, I really was in that season for a minute, bro. <laughs> and God had to convince yeah. me, you know? He like, no, you didn't make no commitment in front of her family. You didn't um, ask her to have you know, to, to marry you, you didn't. So it's, God is a God of order at the end of the day. So that's how I had to rewire my mind and say, hold on, let's be real. Savon. go about it the way God will want you to the way that's honorable among the community. It's not honorable to do it like the world and say, because essentially if I don't do that, then I'm just like the world. You know, if I don't take, take it that serious, I don't even believe in a ring or none of that for real. Like she want a ring. So yeah, I'm gonna get her a ring. But if she didn't want one, I wouldn't care to have one. I mean, yeah, it's good to have one your finger and represent the marriage, but a marriage is just that, um, you know, the family's coming together and in front of God, the, the commitment to God at the end of the day, that y'all going to be one and move in accord with each other to glorify him. So to sum all that up, that was kind of long winded, but to sum it all up, Marriage is based on male and female representing Christ in the church. So Christ was ordered. He's the head. The male is the head. You can't. It, 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 this is the, something I had to understand, too. I can't leave my woman if I don't marry her because I'm in sin. So she's not obligated to obey nothing I'm saying. So getting married, if if I'm calling her my woman, you know, what, like the Bible don't talk about girlfriend, boyfriend. It's either husband and wife or nothing. So if I'm calling her my woman, then getting married is glorifying God. Like you saying, you feel me? So I'm glad that you said that because uh, I've heard this is something else. See, a lot of this uh, this stuff that I'm seeing and I, it, it, it's stuff that um, I hear and I'm like, man, that's powerful. Yeah. So like Proverbs 18:22 says, he who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. And there's this dude on TikTok, and he's kind of like, uh, he's kind of more like comical. So he takes like spirit, uh, you know, scripture and stuff, but he, 
he teaches you like in a way that's kind of funny, you know yeah. what I mean? And he was saying, uh, it didn't say he who finds a girlfriend <laughs> who then gets engaged, who then proposes and then gets married. Find, he said he who finds a wife. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's true. I think, I don't think you should rush the marriage. No. Nah. Like first date, be like, hey, you want to get married? Like, that's probably right. not good. But um, you're supposed to be seeking a wife. That's what it's saying. Like, yeah. Be intentional. So, be intentional about it. Yeah. Um, and and another thing, too, be in agreement. Like like I was saying, me and my lady ain't necessarily on the same spiritual level, but we're in agreement. You feel me? Like, mm. we we serve the same God at the end of the day. So, mm. But like I was saying, it's certain things a man can't even take authority over unless he's married. The man... Um, hold on. Let's go to the scripture right here. I don't want to just keep talking. It says, for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. So the man saves the body. You feel me? The husband mm -hmm. saves. So, yeah, you know, we take authority and ask the, the woman to marry us. So you can have dominion over that lust that, you know, you battle so much. So, yeah, all this stuff, man, I. I didn't even understand it, you know, years ago. So, um, well, yeah, definitely don't rush it though. Take your time, be in agreement. I think what's interesting is like, uh, and why I think it's at least to at least understand, like you were saying, and serve the same God. Like I made a decision, um, a little bit back ago now, but it was like. You know, I was deciding, like, because I was talking to people over the past few years, and they weren't, and I was like, man, I can't be with someone that doesn't believe the same things I believe, because they talk so much, I think at least three different times, about how when a man, when a man leaves his father and mother, and and finds a wife, mm -hmm. that they become one, so like, I, you're, it's no longer just you, it's you and right. her, so like, I'm like, I can't, you know, um, especially now that I know that God trusts the man to be the spiritual leader of the household. Um, you know, imagine explaining that before the throne of God, he'd be like, well, you're here, but your wife is, <laughs> and you have to explain right. that. So, um, but I think it's interesting how someone's always responsible because like in all these verses, right? It says, leave his father and mother. Back to relationships, the relationship with your mom and dad it says to honor your mom and dad. Right. So God basically says that you were your father and mother's child until you're married. That's how he views yeah. you. Because it's not until you leave them and become united with a wife that now you and her are one. So like back to relationships, we're always together. Like the whole idea so if you're like lone wolf, like, I don't need my mom. I don't need my dad. I don't need a woman. I don't need yeah. friends. Well, God's saying you right. do. He's saying that you're a child until you find a wife. If you're a man, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, and you know, your father, it says it, I don't know what verse, but it, the father's responsible for his children's spiritual upbringing. And then when you find a wife, now you're responsible for the spiritual relationship within your relationship. Right. You know what it's I mean? It's a trickle so, down effect. So yeah. yeah, we all, we all, we're always tied to some, 
somebody. Even yeah. even in your singleness, you still tied to your parents until till marriage. You're supposed to be. In this yeah. society, it's not the same, you know, as as it was when the Bible was actually written, but yeah. Which I don't think it like like you said, you're supposed to be, right? But I don't think like God don't lie, so I think you're tied to them no matter what, and whether that's good or bad, because there's a lot of people that didn't have a good relationship with their parents that developed certain personality traits because of that negative relationship that doesn't get fixed oh, yeah. until they get married or they find someone that can help them sort through those things. So right. whether you like it or not, I think people are all, you're going to be tied to your parents in a good or bad way. Um, I know middle-aged people that still have uh, trauma that brings certain things out on them or makes them feel a certain kind of way from how their dad or someone treated them. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? So I don't think yeah. that goes away. No, you're exactly right. That, that That's a good point, actually, because that's what everybody, you are the product of your parents. So you carry yeah. those traits with you into marriage. So with that being said, I guess I can just uh, slightly digress into before marriage, focus on becoming whole and healed from any daddy, mommy issues or family, you know, traumas and any anything, you know, I think that's just to go back to that, like taking your time before you get married. Yeah, both people should probably be working on majority of the issues from growing up before marriage because that's going to get brought into the relationship and you're going to have to do it anyway. You're just going to have that conversation with your, your partner and, you know, work through it in the relationship and make it a lot harder. So, so yeah, that's, that's key. But if you have, if you already have two parents who love you and gave you the love of Christ, then it's a smooth transition. I think that's how it's supposed to be, you know? So, yeah, that was a that was a little side note right there. For sure. Well, I think think that's all I got. You got anything else? No, that was good, bro. That was a good conversation. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think that was good. And if anything comes up, like with engagement, you know, people have some questions, or uh, maybe someone points something out that maybe someone said a little weird. Um, you know, the good thing about all these episodes is that we can always touch back. You know, Definitely. There's, there's always going to be a conversation again. So, yeah. Um, Comments and opinions are very welcome. Um, correct us if we wrong on anything. With scripture, at least correct us. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was good stuff. Okay, we're always looking to learn. Facts. So, um, all, the, all the social media, as I, I normally put it at the end of the monologue, but all the social media will be in the description uh stay on social media and stuff will be in the description um so is it at least i don't know if Savon's comfortable with it yeah. but you can reach me at any you know dm me anything like that oh yeah um, i'm good with it. any point same, in time. same thing for me I'm, I'm cool with it dm me hit me up all right well i appreciate y'all for listening and god all bless. right god bless peace Another great conversation with Savon. As we said during the conversation, 
We at Modern on Ava welcome engagement and feedback from anyone listening. We have social media that will be in the description and a Discord server. If you are willing, please engage with us more so we can fellowship even more, bringing the body of Christ closer together. Once again, as we talked about in the conversation, the most beautiful and the foundation of our relationships with each other is love. As we are told in 1 John 4.16, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Since God is love, God, the word God, is in the Bible at around 4,300 times. Some versions of the Bible, the word charity is used in the place of love and vice versa. However, the majority of translations have the word love used between 600 to 700 times in the Bible. As love relates to relationship, we are told in 1 Peter 4, 8, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. I want to read you the full chapter of 1 Corinthians 13, even though we discussed one of the verses during the conversation. Love is beautifully illustrated by Paul the Apostle. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of right or wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part we are prophecy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part that I shall know fully even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Once again, we are created in his image. We love because he loves. Love is powerful because his love is powerful. This can be seen in so many scriptures. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Romans 5.8 But God shows his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 1 John 4.19 We love because he first loved us. Which is exactly why we are commanded in John 13.34 A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so that you must love one another.
We are the body of Christ. If you are listening to this, know that the world is full of God's children. God gives us so many gifts. Love should be the foundation of all our relationships. These relationships of love, whether you believe it or not, are a gift. If you know someone that loves you, that is a gift. They are gifts from God. Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. As we said, please reach out. Any opportunity to grow in fellowship is another amazing gift from God. I hope for anyone listening to receive something from anything that was said. If one thing is taken away, glory to God. I know this podcast has allowed myself the fellowship and has pushed my hand to be even more in the scripture learning new things. I am very grateful for anyone listening. God's love to everyone and God's bless.